Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to Coruscant Radio Underground. I'm Andrew. I'm here with Marisha. How's it going? And we're going to talk a little bit. This is our, I guess, our last opportunity to have a discussion about uh, Ahsoka before Ahsoka becomes a thing later tonight. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that and, and maybe some of the other little things going on in in the Star Wars universe. But uh, before we get going here, I have dropped an open invite to our fellow Red 5 podcast, and I see that Ro has joined us Yay. in the chat. And i got to find the right button there here to get go. you the right size on the screen, but and now i got to, you know, fix that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's not smart. <laughs> that, that is not going to serve you well. That was my first thought. Uh, I know where you sleep. <laughs> How you doing, kids? Good. How are you doing? Fantastic. Oh, we got DJ in the chat. How's it going? What's up, DJ? Yeah. I woke Rose. up in the mood, ready to fight. Rose actually coming <laughs> through the speaker. Let me see if I can fix that. Ah. Uh, so what you think, Ro? What you uh you excited about tonight or yeah, I'm you know, you know me. I'm always excited about new Star Wars until it happens and then I'm not anymore, but um, I, so here's the thing. I think um, we all know what Rebels is like. We all know Dave Filoni has a certain knack for telling a really good story for the most part. And I think, um, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised. Not really surprised because like I said, we, we know uh, his pedigree. So I'm going to be. I think I'm going to be happy with the series as a whole. I think uh, the first two episodes obviously drops tonight um, and I'm excited. Uh, I want to see, you know, I'm always uh, up for seeing star Wars, but um, yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. What you thinking? How are you feeling Marisha? I am optimistic. I'm in general, always super optimistic for new star Wars. Like I haven't, loved every single thing that star Wars has done without reservation. But when it comes to star Wars, I'm the eternal optimist. I always think all the best things going in. So here's to not being disappointed. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Like everything I've seen so far has me excited for this uh, show. DJ, thanks for joining us in the chat. I did send you a link. Uh, also to your uh your twitter account if you want to jump in so uh but yeah i'm i'm super excited about it right now right now i know you know visually i'm i'm excited to see what they do but i'm always kind of a story first kind of person and dave filoni's just a really solid storyteller um, I know people don't always agree with the decisions he makes in his stories, but he's that's fair. He's a, and, and that's fair. I mean, you don't have to like everything somebody does, but he is a solid just storyteller in general. He's very um, consistent. Like mm-hmm. if you don't like his stories, that's fine. You don't have to, but at least you know what you're getting. Yeah. But I, I feel like, I, you know, I feel like a lot of that. I mean, I, the one thing, and I'll get into it in a minute I'm concerned about is, Dave Filoni is very much a world builder, mm-hmm. which is not surprising with his two of his primary influences in storytelling being his love of, of Tolkien, 
followed by the years he spent learning from George Lucas. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what does excite me about, about Dave telling stories is that he has so much firsthand knowledge of the way George approached these things. Now I did, I did see a review today that said exactly that, that it was his directorial style is very close to, and they, they wrote it in quotes of the makers. So that, uh, that goes along with what you're saying, Andrew, yeah. um, as we know, you know, he's, uh, he was George's Padawan mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, as far as anybody out there telling Star Wars stories right now, he had more direct, uh, he, he was influenced more directly than pretty much anybody, you know, by, by George. I mean, you, you have other people telling Star Wars stories right now, you know, people like the Kasdans that, you know, had direct a, you know, access to George. But I mean, you know, Kasdan was a, you know, already a developed storyteller by the time he got involved with Lucas. Um, Filoni was still learning the trade uh, very much. I mean, he had done a lot with um, Avatar. With Avatar, uh, but not the blue Avatar. No, no, not those oh, Avatar. <laughs> whatever those are. Uh, we do have one more. Uh, DJ finally found his Yay. link. So, uh, DJ, uh, welcome. I found it. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, man. Fun and excitement everywhere. I cannot wait. For new Star Wars, it's always an amazing day when we get new Star Wars. Yep. It's actually a pretty good week for me. So um, I've been really excited about the new adaption of... um, Did anybody watch... um, Oh, shoot. Last Kingdom. Um, Yes. Yes. So they're adapting another one of Bernard Cornwall's series, um, a book series about King Arthur that I really enjoyed. So the, the... TV, so that that's just come out, and we've got Star Wars coming out, and Wheel of Time starts the, you know, uh, the beginning of next month. So it's um, all the things I've been waiting for are sort of all coming out at the same time. So yeah. I've got something to watch for the first it's like time. Christmas. It is. Yeah, I mean, um, only Murders in the Building is back. So like, there's actually for the first time in a minute some things to watch, which I'm going to enjoy because everyone's striking and there's not going to be anything else for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to run out of stuff. Great time to catch up. Great time yeah. to catch up. Yes, for sure. Uh, so what about you, DJ heading in just a few hours, really away from the release? How are you feeling about it? Optimistic, uh, but um, kind of hesitant as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I've tried to avoid uh, any sort of reviews uh, or anything uh, other than just watching the trailers, which I've really enjoyed. Um, but with what we've gotten here recently, uh, I still want to be a little hesitant on what we get. Just try to enjoy it as much as possible. Um I'm sure the first run through, I'll just sit there in awe. And then the second one, I'll go through and start nitpicking and be like, oh, all right, I didn't catch this the first time. But, you know, like we always do through, for these series. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and that's kind of what they're for. They're, they're there to. I'm just <laughs> hoping that I really at least love it 
initially, even if there are things, you know, to kind of, and, and you know, it's felony. So the story, just because you don't love the story initially, maybe it's going to grow into something that I'm going to like better. You know, even if they're, even if I have issues with it kind of off the bat. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, Ahsoka is one of the few characters that I just really didn't, I didn't bond with at, at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she was annoying and which was well written. Uh, but I just, I really didn't like the character to start with, but it's the one that as I continued to watch her journey, uh, and her story unfold, I really fell in love with the character. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, one of my all time favorites now. So I really hope that the show does justice. I don't think that Filoni, uh, given that's his creation, is going to mess with it too much. But we'll have to see what the overlords have to say about it. Yeah. Oh, the overlords are everyone's favorite right now. <laughs> if, well, the overlords were. I don't know what happened to Roe there, but uh, he disappeared. Maybe he'll maybe Oof. he'll show back up. Maybe he went to get that cheeseburger he was talking about earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am excited to see what Filoni does. You know, this is really his, his first, I mean, he's done some stuff on the Mandalorian, but this is his first project that's his, um, you know, in live action. Um, what do y'all feel like the, I mean, there's obviously some challenges to adapting animated characters to the to to live action and and as well as just kind of overcoming some feelings in the fandom towards some of the the previous star wars series what do y'all think the biggest challenge for this show the biggest thing this show has to overcome is Hmm. i mean i think the biggest thing it has to overcome is just some of the Kind of the, the way that people felt about Boba Fett, the way that people felt about Obi-Wan. Um, you know, I think that there's a little bit of a little bit of trepidation that people feel about Star Wars TV right now that that, you know, for a long time it was the goal, it kind of like the MCU, it was the golden goose. It was the thing that everybody loved and could do no wrong. Um, and they've made some less than wonderful creative decisions in some of, in some of these stories, not that there weren't great things about them, but they weren't, you they weren't perfect. Right. They were notably imperfect and coming off of some notable imperfections on television. I mean, on the big screen. Um, and then people were like, well, star Wars TV, that's, that's the thing that's, that's our safe place. And then they really kind of, made some mistakes in, in their storytelling. And so I think that that's really the main thing Ahsoka has to overcome is a fan base. that's a little bit jaded sometimes. Yeah. Um, sometimes justifiably standard, the standard for star Wars for most people is very, very high. Yes. Um, it's the same Marvel struggling with the same thing right now. The standard, even though they had hiccups occasionally in the first three phases, of Marvel by and large, the standards were extremely high, but of course that's what led to the longevity of the MCU and why star Wars is still such a, a massive player 
mm-hmm. is that the standards have been high. And as long as the studio at least reaches for those standards, then I think they will continue to be successful. I, I think that I think that somewhere along the way in um, I, I think the two really, you know, the two series that, that we're really speaking about is, um, of course, Boba Fett and mm-hmm. and uh, Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know some people, I, I think you feel like, I, I'm not sure how DJ felt about Mando Season 3. I loved Mando Season 3. Um, and it, w- it was good. But I, I do uh, know I there are people that a lot had, of it. yeah. Uh, it just felt a little disjointed. Mm. It was still yeah. good, but it just it, pieces of it didn't fit. Um, I think the the main troubles that they're going to have there's three main troubles that they're going to have with this series. Um, one uh, that they have to overcome. One uh, is sloppy writing, which we got in um, Kenobi. Uh, I, I just I, I think the writing was not there for the Kenobi series, and people really uh, voiced their opinion on that. Uh, the other problem is is that the, I feel like we're going to get a lot of flashbacks, and for me, that was part of the problem with Book of Boba Fett is that they did not handle the flashbacks properly. So yeah. they're going to have to handle these things well in this new show the third thing that they're going to have to overcome and which is going to have to do with the the flashbacks you're going to have people that are that lost their minds in season two when ahsoka showed up and then when uh, she appeared with luke skywalker everyone's like oh wow it's so incredible and you had a whole group of people that are like who's that so now you're going to have to catch up a, lo- a large group of people that are going to be watching this show that's been on regular TV advertisements, Disney Plus advertisements. It's advertised everywhere that character and why should we care? And that's the third challenge that they're going to have to overcome is getting a new fan base into this character. Yeah, I agree. I mean, with with very casual fans, I think that's certainly going to be an issue. I mean, I think the upside to Ahsoka is Ahsoka has become so big that even if you didn't watch Clone Wars or Rebels, that you at least know who she is. I don't see how you could follow Star Wars in any capacity beyond only watching what's right in front of your face. Like, she, she has been elevated to... A lot of people's and she falls in a lot of people's top ten Star Wars characters. Um, I do have so, a, I do have a friend at work uh, who I asked last year if he's excited for the Ahsoka series, and his response was, "Who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there's certainly going to be those people, and, and of course that's you know that's the problem with any connected universe, really. Yeah, um, is that if you're not watching everything, it was the problem with um, it was the problem with uh, sending Grogu away with Luke and then him just m- magically reappearing at the start of season three. Um, you know, if you if you didn't watch um, Boba Fett. if you didn't watch Book of Boba Fett, then you just missed it. 
And even people that watched, there were a lot of people that gave up on Book of Boba Fett so quickly that they missed that any of that stuff ever happened. And wait, that wait, that was a choice. I could have stopped <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say hello real quick to uh, Nick and Andrew who yeah. have joined us in the chat. Add to the Andrew collection. Yeah. Just yeah. for fun. We got another Andrew over here now. It's not as bad. He he is going to play um, Cornetto Trilogy trivia with us. Oh, that'll be fun. So we will have two Andrews on screen at the two, same time, but it Davids. won't be as bad as the night we did this with two Davids. Will we have two Davids for Cornetto Trilogy? No. Okay. Well, that's something. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ro? Uh, we were talking about the the hurdles that this show really needs to overcome. Um, is there anything else other than what DJ mentioned? Yeah, I uh, caught the tail end of the stuff that EJ was mentioning, and I, I got into a little discussion this morning on both the podcast account and my personal account. Um, but apparently, if 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 we want Star Wars to be good, we are uh, entitled and elitists, according to this other person. If but we want it to be good? If we want it to be good, we are entitled fans. It's like, how dare us want Star Wars to be good? I guess I'm an entitled fan. <laughs> uh, but, other than just like accepting it as is, I think is the, you know, yeah, hey, I mean, you have to like it. sure. Fine. You know, slap a star Wars sticker on it and it's fantastic no matter what, but that's yeah. just not the way I work in particular, but, um, well, no, I mean that we've done whole, I did a, I sure. did a five minute piece on that, you know, comparing it to Christian entertainment. Right. Um, I remember where that. Christian yeah. entertainment has notoriously been poor quality and we're just expected. If you're a Christian, you're just expected to consume it because of what it, you know, because of the topic. Sure. And it's like, no, like <laughs> we can still make a determination on if something's good or bad. Sure. Sure. And that was my whole argument. I mean, that's been my argument from the get go, you know, mm -hmm. uh, from starting the podcast and being on social media. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, we do have opinions, but I think, you know, what DJ, you know, kind of mirroring what uh, DJ was saying, uh, catching the tail end, you know, I, I think the, um, for me and Andrew, you were saying you're a story guy first and I, mm -hmm. I would tend to agree, but because of my background, I also yeah. kind of nitpick the, the, the visual effects element of things. No, a hundred percent understand um, that. You know, once I get past the acceptance of, well, this kind of looks like green screen, but the story is awesome. I think I'll, I'll I'll be okay. But I think, you know, first and foremost, Star Wars is a franchise that relies a lot uh, or, or fairly heavy on on visuals because yeah. it is mm -hmm. in a galaxy far, far away. You're you're looking at the spectacle of things, and I know that there is a process that differs nowadays on the production aspect than it did back in the seventies when George was in charge of, of, mm -hmm. of ILM and, and the special effects. I understand that. I get it. Um, and I am a big proponent of uh, accelerating the filmmaking technology forward. So I understand mm -hmm. the pits and valleys of what that all entails. Um, so I think for me, that's going to be one thing I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to be a little nitpicky about that sort of stuff, but it's not going to dis dissuade me from enjoying the story, because again, I think Filoni has demonstrated time and time again that he's a good storyteller. And like you said, he's a he's a world builder. He introduces things, you know, early on in the story to kind of flesh out later on. And I think that is a really great way of creating excitement, creating mm -hmm. in for more stories. And I think, you know, some of the Star Wars shows, uh, in particular, Book of Boba Fett, they fail to do that. 
And there's, you know, we, we talked about that when we were, when we were discussing the book of Boba Fett, the whole, um, uh, Chekhov's, uh, gun situation where there was a lot of that stuff in the book of Boba Fett, but it never really amounted to anything, which was a big letdown. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the, it's not like that. Yeah. Book of Boba Fett. And I, I really hope no other, I don't think any other star Wars shows at this point have really committed some of the sins that, that I felt like book of Boba Fett did. And that, I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of time passes in the course of that show, but it doesn't necessarily, they didn't necessarily give us anything to accurately express how much time had passed. Um, I feel like, you know, we're kind of looking at these changes in Boba Fett, but it feels like they happened so quickly. Like the amount of time he spends with the, with the Tuscan Raiders is, is a long time but it doesn't feel like it in the show and it makes it feel like he just became a different person overnight. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it, so, um, almost like they tried to cover way too much ground at once. And, you know, it's like, it's like we could have done a whole season of Boba Fett living with the Tuscan Raiders it could have been really interesting of him sure. kind of becoming part of the tribe. Uh, but we didn't, we just, kind of doing he's here and now he's over here but he's different it's like okay. yeah and i and i think you know a lot of times what dj was saying a lot of times those flashbacks kind of take away from the uh the story front and center um i think um mm -hmm. i think kenobi did uh some of that um but um yeah you know i think they just have to plan out things uh, a, a lot better Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The writing was, and you know, we don't, I don't know what the situation with the writing on it was, but it all just felt very rushed. Uh, Kenobi felt the same way. Um, I think both shows had some really redeeming, uh, big star Wars moments that were cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that we just kind of rushed through things that we should have spent some time on. Um, I don't think that that will be Dave's problem. That's not usually something Dave does with storytelling. Um, my concern, this is my concern for, um, the series and it's not an overall concern. Oh, I think the series is going to be bad. It's just that I think it could bog down. We're only what, eight episodes. We're getting six right. or eight. Okay. I think it's eight. I think it's eight. eight. So, you know, Dave is a world builder and Dave likes to occasionally take a whole episode or maybe even a whole arc of episodes to build foundation for something that he's planning for two years in the future. Yeah. This isn't the and time he can't, for that. He can't do that here. Like he did in the, you know, in the animated show where he had a full season, a uh, full television season length worth of episodes to take a couple episodes and build world. I want to see him set things up, but I think it's going to be a matter for Dave of learning to set things up without stopping to do it. He has to set those things up in the course of, a concise story. Yeah, I, I agree. I think with eight episodes, you really don't have time to, to make a detour and then come back to it because we're all tuning in for this, you know, same thing with yeah. Kenobi. You had, you had people that are tuning into the Kenobi show because they want Kenobi and Anakin and the story and all that stuff. And then, you know, you, um, you devote your time to Reva and all that stuff. And it's like people, I don't think people really wanted they weren't really gung ho seeing. No, or, I think, no, I, I think that we, I think that show, 
I think Reva could have been a good character, but I think they would have been better off just having the the Inquisitors that we know from Rebels and yeah. and, and build just, them up a little more too and, because and we, I think right right some you know further develop some of those characters, but kind of just let them be the bad guy. We don't need to know everything about them, right? Or, or right. give them a, a sympathetic story or just let them be the villains of this show mm-hmm. and you know to give but and they don't even have to be we don't have to do too much with them even because they're secondary villains vader we, is the right. villain and we know yeah. you know and fans know who the inquisitors are it's like there's there doesn't need mm-hmm. to be a, a major explanation of who these guys are um and not to shamelessly plug but i'm going to be talking to kai patterson later on today and we're going to definitely talk about uh his re-edit of the Kenobi series, um, which I I, I think it's going to be cool. Nice. Uh, I did want to mention this. I saw Andrew had posted part of book of Boba Fett felt like Mando 2.5. And I still always find that funny because everybody recognizes that. Sure. But the truth is, is that like a year before it came out, that that's exactly what John Favreau called book of Boba Fett was Mando 2.5. Yeah. So, yeah, and it came off feeling like, it, well, what they ended up doing by inserting those Mando episodes in there was made that feel like the more important story and made everything else feel kind of like it was just a placeholder. Yeah. Yeah. I agree uh, 100%. It's like, uh, I, Bo, like Boba couldn't stand on his own without, uh, you know, uh, Din Djarin's help. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Charles, I see Charles has joined us in the chat. Welcome. Um, what's up, what, Westcott? What about you, Marisha? Any any particular hurdles? Oh, I started. Oh, you started. I yeah. thought DJ started. Okay, no, you did I, start. I started. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I think we're all pretty much on the same page. Like we all agree that they've all got to get past the sort of mi- the mistakes that they've made story wise. Yeah. Well, and the thing mm-hmm. is, is I don't think it has to do anything except be good. Yeah, and I think just by just by being a good story is going to overcome. It, it it shouldn't have to necessarily overcome the mistakes made on Kenobi, or the mistakes made on Book of Boba Fett. But that's what we're seeing with these big connected universes: is that you put your writers and your directors and your actors in the situation of overcoming something someone else did. Um, that's kind of what's happening in Marvel right now is we had a really kind of stagnant phase four. Um, again, good things in there. So a few good, few really good movies, a few really kind of very mediocre movies. Um, even the mediocre movies have big MCU moments that are worth remembering and watching the movie for, but they were stale. And now we're seeing good things come out, you know, better things starting to come out of Marvel. You know, we get got guardians and guardians ended up doing really well, but I think guardians without what had happened in phase four prior to it coming out, I think guardians makes a billion dollars. No problem. Instead, it didn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and so even, a, even a movie that should have hit a billion, no problem struggled struggled because it had to overcome things that other people did Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's just where we're at with these connected universes and so um i think if there's a show on the horizon for star wars that right now things things in star wars feel so far away outside of this show like you know we we hear all the talk about um 
the acolyte, um, which I'm terrified of. Well, um, did you see there's a leaked footage on YouTube of the trailer that was shown at uh, Celebration? I did, I did see that. And, you know, I, too, was terrified of the Acolyte. But after seeing the trailer, it's pretty gritty. It looks pretty cinematic. It looks yeah. pretty, pretty damn good. And I'm less scared about the Acolyte now after watching that trailer than I was before watching the trailer. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah, no, I mean, I hope it's good. Like, I, I, I try really hard not to approach. I try to not to approach anything with cynicism, no. um, which is hard because I'm by nature a cynical person. Um, but it, it's, um, you know, I hope it's great. It's Star Wars. I hope it's, I hope it's absolutely the best thing I've seen in years. But you know. It's there's been so much kind of weirdness surrounding. Sure. Um, and, and again, this is what it's the same thing that happened to Rings of Power, uh, where you have you have people that are on the show that just don't know when to stop talking. Yeah. That's what's happening to that Snow White movie right now. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're killing <laughs> you're killing your show. You're killing your movie uh, before anybody yeah. ever sees it. And. You, know, we've you can seen think that. it's so much better than the source material, but don't say it because people love the source material. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. I no, mean, I mean, generations. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one thing that uh, you had mentioned regarding writing and one of the obstacles to overcome, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward, obviously, as, as always to the discussion and the dialogue between fans, but I, I, I'm hoping that the fans have a certain discourse that doesn't, compare one star Wars over another to be able to make their point and you know sometimes i fall in that trap too well Andor is better because this but i think um hopefully we'll be able to discuss uh ahsoka in a way that uh, you know we discuss it on its own merits uh yeah. to be able to you know compare um you know storylines and stuff like that but i think you know going into it you know everybody expects it to be kind of a, a the, the next season of rebels um, which, which is fine. You know, a lot of people uh, really enjoyed Rebels as a series, so I'm looking forward to that. We've got, obviously, the same characters and some of the same situations that are being continued in this story. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's, uh, let's get back to being, you know, what is my hashtag, uh, DJ? Enjoying Star Wars responsibly? Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, and that's going to be the thing is like yeah, I'm, my hopes are really high for this show, and I refuse to let you know the like people screeching about Star Wars is dead on the eve of the new show. Yeah, I'm not going to let that bother me. I'm just not. Yeah. Um, and and I wish more people would not let that bother them. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I teased. I, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was teasing uh, Pat and Charles that um, every time they have a, a show, um, obviously they mentioned uh, Rob from Jedi Temple Archives, but Rob loves his favorite word must be uh, discordant because mm -hmm. he says that like in every episode somewhere in there something <laughs> is discordant. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so we've kind of discuss like what what do you think the hurdles are what do you think are the things that the show really has going for it i mean so so for me i mean i think the big one is dave a lot of people 
love Dave. Um, Like I was started off saying earlier, you know, Dave is Dave's the one guy that learned to tell these stories at the feet of George Lucas. And then a lot of people appreciate that. Um, he, He has such a solid understanding of what George's intentions for the characters in the story were. Um, I think that's the biggest thing it's got going for it. I mean, I think Ahsoka's a big one. Ahsoka's a big character. But Ahsoka's not as big as, I mean, Ahsoka's not as big as Kenobi. You know, Ahsoka's arguably not as big as Boba Fett, uh, which is weird to say because Boba Fett had so little screen time before he got his own show. But, you know, Boba Fett lives lives large in the Star Wars universe. And, mm-hmm. um I don't know that that's enough. So I think the biggest thing for, from my perspective, the biggest thing it has going for it is Dave. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Um, Likewise, DJ, you're next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dave uh, is a big driving force. He's not going to have, um, someone else like Favreau, uh, like the, the Dave's work that he's done on the Mandalorian. He also had to get mm-hmm. checked through Favreau. Uh, this, uh, Dave is the one-stop shop when it comes to this. It's his character. Mm-hmm. It's his baby. Uh, and I think that is a huge strength. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, uh, it's, uh, you're bringing forth characters that a lot of people already know and love. Uh, that they saw in Rebels. Uh, so it's just a continuation of their story. So I think that's a strength as well. Uh, they're not reinventing the wheel here. Uh, we're not getting a whole lot of new characters other than uh, just a couple from what I've seen that people mm-hmm. really don't know much about. Uh, so I think that's a strength as well. Uh, it's just they're building off something that they've already uh, done. That's yeah. a good point. So, so Nick Nick added a a comment here that um, I do think is a big one that we kind of didn't talk about in the uh, hurdles to be overcome is they name dropped heir to the empire. Um, mm. That for a lot for for older fans that have read the what is now the you know the the uh, legends novels, that's a that's a big hill to climb. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, I kind of, I'm scared that that was a mistake in attaching that much reference and attaching that reference to it because it, it gives, and who knows, they may wind up doing a spin of that story. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. we don't know who could show up in the course of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I do think that one's worth adding. But, uh, you know, talking about Dave, I think, and, and with Favreau, I think, I don't know whose decision it was to bring Dave on to the Mandalorian, but that might be the single best decision that's been made at Lucasfilm mm-hmm. since the Disney acquisition. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's definitely true. I think between them... Favreau and Filoni, I think between that team, that that um, that's probably where most of the planning has been happening in mm-hmm. Star Wars land up there in Lucasfilm. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know, I think between the two, they they probably have a a deeper and more 
um, relative understanding as to where they want this era of Star Wars to go. Obviously, they announced the Filoniverse movie. So I think we're kind of, you know, on the precip the precipice of, of, of starting, you know, all those stories to, to come into, you know, fruition when it comes to the movies. Um, but, you know, I, I did want to add, uh, you know, I was going to say, you know, two words that are something that are going for the, the series to to rise into popular, you know, to be popular. I mean, Dave Filoni for sure, but I think the cast, Rosario Dawson is going to be mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. I think uh, some of the new characters like uh, what's his name? Uh, I forgot the first name. Stevenson. Yeah, Ray Stevenson. Yeah, it unfortunately he passed away. I hope he got to yeah. see some of the you know, material that he was in, but I think he's one of those actors that brings a certain weight to a role. For sure. And I think yeah. um for me, I, I love seeing like really good actors in Star Wars because it kind of elevates mm -hmm. the uh, the the stories, it elevates the the medium, it elevates uh mm -hmm. you know space fantasy for the most part. Um, yeah. I'm really, you know, as you can see behind me, I mean, I'm, I'm a, a big fan of the bad guys. So I'm really looking forward to his character and, uh, and what's her name? Shin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do y'all think about those characters? What role do you think those characters, because we've also, we've gotten, we got the, we're, we're getting echoes of things. And I think it's very intentional with Dave. I think it's the whole, you know, it rhymes thing from sure. George, you know, um, you know, having them repeat the phrase, you know, we're no Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, Dave didn't do that for no reason. Right. right? Um, and so what, I mean, what do y'all think about them and what purpose they're going to serve in this story? Because again, they're Thrawn theoretically, uh, maybe they are a big bad for this. That's just kind of leading to the movie with Thrawn. I mean, somebody um, had but, noticed on uh, a picture of uh, one of the images of, of the Shin character that she's wearing almost like a pa Padawan braid. Yeah. Um, and obviously, okay, ex-Jedi, et cetera, et cetera. But I think um, I was reading something in the chat. Um, no, I lost my train of thought. What were you talking about? The new characters, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I lost it. I lost it. So Charles wants to know if this is if it's been confirmed that this is the only season. It has not been confirmed, uh, but I think that this is a going to pretty much serve as a direct lead in for a lot of these characters to uh, to Dave's movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see this as a second season uh, as a two season thing based on the fact that a movie is coming. Yeah. Um, but um, somebody had asked me if I think anybody's going to die. Mm. <laughs> well, we could certainly, yes. you know, I, I think that that's very possible. I mean, Dave's never been shy about that. Yeah. Hmm. Do I you think we kill off any of our legacy characters? The, the problem is, is I think that maybe characters are more likely to die off. You know, the, the known characters, our Rebels characters in particular, probably more likely to die. If they're going to die, going to die in the movie. I don't necessarily see them cutting off a lot of characters leading into this movie. Mm -hmm. um, I, think Sabine, know, I think Sabine's going to bite the dust at the end of the series, which leads think, us into something more dramatic in, in the movie if it gets made. 
That's certainly possible. Um, which would almost be a shame with the way people are talking about her after seeing the first right. two episodes. Well, but, it would it would definitely make it more of an impact, don't you think? No, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. people are talking about her just being an absolute show stealer yeah. um, of, of a character. So, um, yeah, I, I think that it's certainly possible that we could lose someone in this series. I mean, we still don't even know in what capacity we're going to see Ezra or if we're going to even see Ezra. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, I think they, they've cast someone as Ezra, but we may not get any real look at that until the movie. Right. That's how I roll, Charles. I do agree with that, Nick. I, there was room. Um, there was room initially for a, a Ahsoka season two or even another Mando season before that movie is, is slated to come out. But mm-hmm. I think the strike is going to going to push that schedule i do hope that i kind of hope that wasn't the case i kind of hope that they were going for one because i don't want there to be any kind of weird transition from this to the movie because they weren't able to make another season um what do y'all think about the uh the crawl is back yes um i'm very happy and it, I, I think, again, it goes to show you that uh, Filoni is closer to George Lucas as a filmmaker or even as a, a guardian of the lore, per se, yeah. than any of the storytellers. I know, you know, people were, uh, I, I think people were debating of when we would see the crawl back. And then some people were saying, you know, the crawl should only be for the, you know, the set of Skywalker movies and all the, you know, the main films and stuff like that. But I'm excited to see a crawl back. They, they had the crawl, a crawl for Clone Wars and it wasn't exactly yeah. the same, but right. You know. Yeah. Um, in Clone Wars though, didn't they have, it was just like a single uh, screen with text, not really a crawl. Yeah, but it had that kind of had the effect. Yeah, that feel. Yeah. Well, they they introed characters uh, instead of using a crawl for most episode introductions. They did the same thing, but with an narrator. Yeah, that's right. True. Yeah. But they but they had the you know the kind of the Clone Wars thing kind of crawl up the screen. Like it wasn't exactly the same, but it was the same sort of a sure. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy to see a crawl. I was yeah. waiting. I was waiting for a crawl in uh, Rogue One and Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that would have been nice. I, I don't know. I, I understand, like, I don't know. I'm not sure why they abandoned the crawl because, like, you kind of go, well, we want it to feel like a new age, you know, new era. But then the first thing you do is bring back around your original trilogy characters. Like, mm-hmm. well, which is it? You, you ditched the crawl because you wanted it to be new, but then you brought these guys back for clout. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I'm really excited about this this show. I think that it has. I think the potential upside to this show is is really big, and it's a chance to sort of reinvigorate the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this may be the last Star Wars we get for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, not knowing, not knowing what the state of the acolyte was before the strikes began. You know, I don't. I don't know. They, I know they had filmed a lot, but I don't know. I, was there ever, ever any indication that they were done with I mean, uh, principal if, photography? Or I, I do feel like they were finished with principal photography, 
Um, even from, I mean, the trailer had a lot and that was back when they were, when celebration was happening. So that was a while ago. I imagine them, you know, still shooting, you know, even, even when the strike started. So it's Mm -hmm. probably in, you know, tail end of post. I know they're kind of biding their time. It seems like, uh, you know, obviously there's two mysterious projects out there, the acolyte and, uh, the, um, what's the other one? The, Jude Law. Oh, Skeleton Crew. Skeleton I, forgot, Crew. I kind of forgot about Skeleton Crew. Yeah, so there's those two projects that are out there, you know, kind of for sure that uh, people are trying to figure out, well, why haven't we seen any images? But, you know, with the with, with Disney streaming, I think, you know, they're, they're kind of holding off, you know, one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So one doesn't drown out the other. And, right. you know, from a business aspect, I guess that's smart. Well, and especially since there is a strike on right now, I think they're going to try and sure. milk it. Yeah, as much as they can um, yeah. so that they don't have too long of a dry spell because, you know, they're still trying to make money in spite of the fact that the rest of us are going. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did already make the decision, did they not, to move to release Andor over on mm, yeah. uh, Hulu or ABC? No, ABC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw something. I don't remember what it was. It may have been something Marvel, but something was being moved, uh, released on Hulu. Oh, Secret well. Invasion, Secret Invasion, yeah. and they just mm-hmm. announced uh, physical copies of some of the Disney Plus era shows, yes. including Star Wars and MCU. That's absolutely huge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I started saying at least two years ago that they were leaving an enormous amount of money on the yeah, table, absolutely. specifically with Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars fans are collectors. Right. And, um, <laughs> I know, you know, you put it, you know, Star Wars fans are going to, are going to buy those things. Mm-hmm. And I can't, uh, I couldn't imagine a world in which they would just leave that off the table forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm excited to see that because I, you know, I want to go pick up, I, you know, I will definitely be pre-ordering Mando season one and two on, on uh, 4k. Um, and can't wait to watch it that way. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. That, and I think it really, that specifically hits hard now after seeing that Disney plus pulled a bunch of original programming off uh-huh. of the off and it's gone forever. You know, it's mm-hmm. potentially gone forever now. Like, yeah. you know, whether anyone will ever see those things again, or, you know, a couple of them, whether anyone should ever see them again, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's it's um I'm glad to see that they're that they've made the decision. And, and you know, you don't have to put them out right away, but I think the argument I made was that after about a year, a show is not still impacting your subscri- your subscriptions. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point I don't see any reason not to go to um to the physical media. Mm-hmm. One it- because we want to preserve it. We, right. we want it. If you ever take it off the, the service, like we want to have it. You said two years ago that you uh, were kind of uh, voicing your opinion on having um, physical media out there for these shows. Do you feel like this is maybe um, Disney's first step in actually, I don't know, listening to, to fans or paying attention to what uh, fans want as far as these properties go? I suspect that they always had in their head that at some point they would begin releasing some of this stuff to physical media. 
but I think the timing is obviously, you know, with studios are, are hurting right now. They were just starting to recover from, from the virus and mm-hmm. from the, the shutdowns and everything. And, um, the strike is starting to hurt them. Yeah. It's been going on for writers have been on strike for gosh, what three, three almost three months now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's starting, it's gotta be starting to hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is, Every, every pretty much every studio out there has had shortfalls over the last year before this before sure. the strikes and so I, I think that i think they probably always intended to do this but i think taking advantage of it now is because of the 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 drop in income but i, I think it's a smart move i mean you know i don't let's, know let, let's backtrack a little bit because of of anything new that's streaming and I'm not talking about like old movies, like, you know, Rambo or Terminator stuff that's already been on um, physical media. Is there anything new from some of these streamers that has been released on physical media? I don't think there is. Um, So Netflix releases a fair amount of their stuff on physical media. I think you can get stranger things on physical media. Cobra Kai. Didn't they release Cobra Cobra Kai's on physical media. But that that started on YouTube, though, right? I think that started on YouTube. Yeah, it was yeah. on YouTube them, right yeah. originally. Yeah, but they they've released that whole series on physical media, and only the first season was on YouTube. That and uh, they they don't release. But it's, but it's not a. But it's not a. It's not a regular practice, though. It's like it's once not. It's, no, yeah, it, it's not. So that's that's pretty huge, like you were saying. Yeah, no, it, that's it's absolutely huge, and I think others will probably follow suit. Um, there was the, the movie, the Adam project. It was a Ryan Reynolds, uh, sci-fi yeah, film. I remember that there's been rumors that it's going to get a, a release sometime later this year. Okay. And I, and I know that's one I will snap up real quick. I thought that was a fantastic sci-fi film. Yeah. I had a lightsaber in it and everything. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Reynolds has managed to make, make movies twice now where he's gotten to wield a lightsaber without doing star Wars. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that was a fun movie. I remember watching it with my son. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a really good, it's just a really good family movie as, sure. uh, and, and we don't, we don't get enough of those. So, right. Uh, Nick says that uh paramount released Picard. I didn't see that. So it's not normal practice, but some of them do release stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We got, we got stranger things. We got, yeah, I'm um, so it seems like the sort of thing that shows it have a particular fan base. Fan base, yes. This a really specific fan base. Um sure. Yeah. That were created. Well, you, for if you're streaming. gonna do it, you need them to sell. So I mean, but if you've right. got a particularly rabid fan base out there, yeah, do mm-hmm. it. Go for but it. that but that shows you too that Disney, you know, prior to them announcing that they were gonna make these releases that they were just kind of like, no, we're not going to do it. But now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we, we need the money. So maybe we should. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it. And I think they're going to sell an absolute ton of those Mando DVDs. And then yeah. that's going to uh, sort of change. Mm-hmm. I, I think that one, I think that one is big enough and they, they'll make a big deal out of their release. A lot of these, streaming service shows and movies that have gone to um to physical media have not really gotten any like big announcements they just kind of show up one day on the shelf at walmart 
Um, mm. Yeah, I think that Lucasfilm has already started off with, yeah, they're going to kind of make a thing out of this release. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that this has the potential to sell enough copies of the physical media to change the way the industry views doing that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I think that's I think that's accurate. Um, and and I hope that maybe it'll become maybe a little more standard for things to come out on physical media. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is a reason. Uh, and honestly, I think that if the SAG negotiations go the way that a lot of people are hoping they will, part of the reason to keep everything on streaming is because then you don't have to pay residuals. Well, if they're going to have to start paying residuals anyway, there's not going to be any reason not to, do, to, to release things on digital. That's very true as well. Um, because of the way that or things per, are Or set perhaps up. it might be that a physical release after X number of months might be the solution for residuals. Oh, that's a good For point. those shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to see how that plays out because I think the industry is going to look a little different after this uh, strikes over. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, any more uh, thoughts, predictions uh, on Ahsoka before we wrap up? I hope it's good. I hope so too. I'm I'm optimistic. It's going to be yeah. great. I'm I'm speaking it. <laughs> I haven't heard anything from from people whose opinions I trust that got to see that have already seen the first two episodes. I'm really excited about the two episodes tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. The, the people, people that, that whose opinions, like I said, that I, that I trust really, really loved it. And not only loved it for me, it doesn't matter, but for those who haven't seen rebels, mm-hmm. you know, I, I saw people that were reviewing it that didn't watch rebels. Um, and they were reviewing with someone who had, and so of course the person that had was asking and they were saying, I didn't feel lost at all. Like there was right. enough yeah. stuff I've to heard piece that it together. And so, mm-hmm. um, I think this has, I think this has the potential to be the biggest thing we've had in star Wars in a while. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Crossing my fingers. All right. If nothing well, else. Uh, the kids are going to enjoy it. Yeah. All right, so uh, I think we're going to wrap up there. Before we go, Ro, tell everybody where they can find you and when you've got your review of the first two episodes coming up. Absolutely. Uh, Just uh, shout out to your smart speaker and ask your smart speaker to play the latest Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. We can be found wherever you find your other favorite podcast at Scare of Podcast. But we are going to be doing our... Uh, live uh, breakdown of uh, the first two episodes this Saturday with uh, DJ and Danny over at Comics and Cosmetics. So we'll, uh, awesome. she actually, she actually might be dressed up as Ahsoka. We'll see a little Ooh. cosplay. Hey. So uh, join That's us awesome. uh, Saturdays at seven. Uh, we've got uh, quite a lineup for the, the following Saturdays as well. Uh, we're getting uh, people to uh, sign up and, and join us. Uh, on Scarif Live to talk Ahsoka. But um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be talking to Kai Patterson about the Kenobi recut uh, in about uh, three or four hours. And uh, awesome. I will drop that one too somewhere somewhere along the line there. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, excited for that. Are you excited for Pat Soka? 
Oh, so excited. <laughs> it's it's definitely the oh, next big thing. <laughs> All right. Um, Marisha, you got anything you want to share as we wrap up? Nope. Or No? Okay. You can find me here. And so if you ask your smart speaker to play our show, Coruscant Radio Underground, it will say Coruscant Radio Underground. Yes. I, I don't really I don't really know why it has so much trouble with Coruscant, but it does. It I'll really have to try does. that. <laughs> yeah. The kids are like, hey Google, play Coruscant Radio Underground. It's so funny. <laughs> Sounds Italian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh I want to say thank you to everybody that joined us in the chat here Absolutely. in the middle of a work day. So um this is the way it worked out, but honestly, I think I think just as many of y'all showed up for this as do when we do this at night. So thank you. And I'm more functional. And, and in the to see of some, the day. seeing some uh, a couple of new people in the chat today. So thank yeah. you for uh, checking out the show. Absolutely. Um. All right. So you can find our show at uh, Coruscant Radio or Crew underscore Podcast C R U underscore Podcast on Twitter. Uh, our YouTube channel here, of course, everything Coruscant Radio Underground and the Science Fictionary is here on the Science Fictionary podcast channel. We will be dropping our review of Ahsoka tomorrow night, Wednesday night. So we'll give you we'll give you 24 hours and then we're going to come back and talk about it. <laughs> so uh, we look forward to uh, to seeing everybody tomorrow night when we come back to discuss it. All right, guys. So as always, give us a follow on Twitter. Hit that like button and be sure to check out the Red Five Network. Um, you can find, uh, I don't even know how many podcasts. There's lots of them. Check out bio.link slash Red Five. There is a podcast at the Red Five Network for everyone. So check it out. Until next time, guys, may the force be with you. This podcast is a member of the Red Five Network. For more Red Five Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5.